a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show on RacerX.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Alpine Star Protects. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. This is the Canadian Motocross Series wrap-up. We did a preview. We all look like idiots with some of our predictions. And now we're going to uh, talk about the season that just happened, the Rockstar Energy uh, CMRC Motocross National Series just wrapped up. And uh, talk about what we saw, what we think, what's going to happen. There's big questions about the future of Canadian moto. And uh, we'll talk about that as well. Thanks to the folks at Fly Racing, though, for making this happen. For 2018, they've uh, reinvented their gear already again. They added the BOA system to the light hydrogen line. And uh, it's fantastic. It's the lightest, most comfortable, and durable gear yet. Prepare, perform, and progress with Fly Racing. FlyRacing.com, thanks to those guys as well. And the A-Star people, too. The A-Star guys, you know their boots, uh, Tech 10s and Tech 8s and Tech 7s. But they also got a whole line of protection products that are fantastic. They fit really well. They work really well. And they got the A-Star name that we know is so good, including the BNS Tech Carbon Neck Support, the A1 Roost Guard, and the Fluid Tech Carbon Knee Brace, all on the A-Star protection line. Please check them out. Like I said, you know their boots. Check out their protection line. All right, with me to wrap up the Canadian series, the same guys that were with me to preview the Canadian series a little while ago. First up, from Atlas Brace, he is a Canadian vet champion. Uh, he is a former <laughs> national number six. He is the Noof, Ryan Lockhart. What's up, Noof? Hey, thanks for having me back. It's uh, always a pleasure. And uh, always wondering when I'm not going to get the phone call to do this. One of these days. How was uh, How's things at Atlas Brace? Things are good, yeah. It's uh, yeah, things are going along well. We're just getting ready to do a launch on our 2018 product, which we're excited about. So, uh, kind of getting that all together, and uh, yeah, things are moving moving forward and uh, busy, busy. How about Marty Davalos repping the Atlas up front? I know it was. Uh, he's been a real uh, a real star for us this year. Thank God for Marty, and uh, obviously with Anderson being hurt and mm-hmm. everything else that's going on, but. Uh, Marty's pulling through. Yeah, fantastic. Also on the line, I'm, also on the line from Amo, GuaranteedMX.com. Ryan Gold, what's up, Goldie? Oh, just sitting out here in the field, talking to you boys on the radio, watching Trailers Park at this amateur race I got going on. We can hear some cars in the background, so I don't know like what exactly is going on. What race is going on, Goldie? What's happening? Uh, this is the uh, Ammo MMRS Madoc National. It's the seventh running uh, where MMRS, another local group here in Ontario, has run it. And now that Ammo, we have partnered up. We're a part of it. So uh, this is the seventh year. It's, pr- it's a pretty sick joint. It's on a fairground, pavement parking, big hockey arena here uh, for showers and water hookups and electrical. And uh, it's, pr- it's pretty good. And right now it's 
That's probably about half full, maybe. It's, it's getting pretty full already, actually. I'm starting to wonder where people are going to start perking to. Uh, Newf, you just won the world vet title or Canadian vet title at some race? <laughs> the world. I don't know, bro. <laughs> I, I don't know. Whatever. What, what, yeah, I mean, uh, that's just where, where, where I'm at in my career these days, I go to races that, uh, you know, that I can win titles, and that's kind of what we're doing. So uh, I didn't go back to the to the race that Galdi's having, but I'm sure it'll be a good time. But I'm looking at my trophy. I'm the Grand National Amateur Vet Master Champion. There we go, everybody. There we go. He didn't come here because he knows there's vets out here that would beat him. Oh. Oh, okay. And I'm not even talking about me. Now there's faster vets out here. Oh. Noof, you're running scared from the vet? No, not uh, not scared. I mean, I kind of go to races that matter these days, like I said. And, uh, you know, <laughs> oh, as he says that as a goon, know. he doesn't realize that his company sponsors this event. So this event now is I'm just <laughs> joking, man. Uh, what about Noof? What about um, uh, Finland? What are we doing? Well, I never got the invite back yet, so I'm I'm kind of thinking I got uh, my performance wasn't solid enough last year. So <laughs> clippy, clippy. Yeah, you're, you're, your bike broke, though, right? Yeah. That wasn't your fault. Yeah, I mean, I thought I did all right the first night, and the second night was going better. But um, the DNS on the on the results it must be all that the promoter's looking at. We got to get you back. Would you go back? Yeah, one hundred percent. I'd go back. I mean, for the same had, amount for I the same amount back. of start money that you got. I'd even take a little decrease in start money. <laughs> Whoa, there's the rider everybody wants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't have did not have good time. It's not uh, Finland. Um, all right, let's um, let's recap some of the predictions we had for the CMR series and talk about it in general. But first up, uh, we can't involve Galdi in this discussion. He's hugely biased, Noof. But big news in the Canadian series. The, the, <laughs> you are Galdi, right, Noof? We can't talk to Galdi about yeah, this. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, he, you already know. You can predict what he's going to say. <laughs> right, right. Everybody that right. 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 It's a new world <laughs> order. It's a new world order. It's coming. Like you know, like we spare us. But look, seriously yeah. though, uh, Noof, this is uh, Jetworks came out announced Rockstar title sponsor for their series. Uh, it's Arena Cross and Motocross and Supercross. It's a uh, what's the total number of races again, Galdi? Uh, 17 right now. 17 race series as opposed to 10. Uh, the CMRC has been running nationals for 20 years in Canada, the national series. Maybe a little slightly less of that. Um, the Jetworks package looks pretty impressive. They're going to uh, pay back some teams some money. There's a $100,000 uh, MX1 uh, title winner purse if you win um, you know, the overall Grand National Championship for the MX1 class. Um, but as I said, when, when, when Justin Thompson, the owner of Jetworks, and Galdi was on the Pulp Show a few weeks ago, Noof, we can't have two series. So no. what do you think is going to happen, Noof? What, what do you think? I mean, that's the that's the big question that everybody's asking right now is really what is going to happen. I mean, you are 100% right that Canada cannot support two series. I mean, we don't have the money up here. We don't have the amount of riders to support two series. So, I mean, that's that's a no-brainer. There's no way that two can two can go off. So, I mean, as of right now, I mean, all the all the stars are kind of pointing towards the Jetworks thing, obviously with the announcement of their Rockstar deal and, you know, kind of the platform they have in place. I mean, it is regardless of what questions still need to be answered when you hear, you know, Triple Crown, 100 Grand, Motocross, Supercross, Arena Cross. It's a yeah. beautiful 
platform. Um, obviously, there's a lot of questions that need to be answered, you know, to go along with those. But it's really any of these younger, up-and-coming kids, the Casey Keys, the Pettises, uh, the Wrights, this is, they should be super stoked on this because it kind of gives them a job year-round, where right now it's, Ten races is all can, they're kind of. Can these uh, can, can these teams afford to do seventeen rounds? Well, that's one of the one of the questions. I mean, yeah. I think that I mean we don't have a whole lot of teams as it stands right now, and I mean only a couple of those seem like they're not uh, you know that they have pretty good budgets, and the other the other couple teams you know are kind of struggling to get from round to round. So that's. The big question is how do these guys afford it? Mm-hmm. I mean, do the semis need to go to, for the few semis we have, do they need to go to Arena Cross? Do they need to be, you know, their sprinter vans or whatever? Um, I, I, like I said, I think there's a lot to be worked out, but, um, you know, if these kids and guys have bikes and parts and, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe they're going to be a little bit more privateer style for some of the Arena Crosses and Super Crosses, and maybe we just see the rigs go to the outdoors i i, I don't know um i and obviously cmrc lost rockstar so noof their only end around i would guess cmrc is you know they've always been uh, buddies with the manufacturers so i guess the end around is go to the oems and say make your teams race my series i guess yeah i i mean I mean, yeah, that would be what what he has left to hold on to. So I, right. I would think that that's going to happen here pretty quick. I mean, but I'm pretty confident that the OEMs are probably liking the looks of what I would think Jetwork so, yeah. has, what Jetworks has to offer with, you know, giving these teams and riders a, a, a more solid platform, yeah. more, you know, eight months out of the year rather than the three months or four months the Nationals are spread over and given back. I mean, who, who knows what that is actually going to be, but the structure given back to mm-hmm. the teams with some money and some funding and TV pa- better TV packages and, and everything else that goes along with it. I mean, it's sounds the way that you know right. Jetwork is is putting it out there it's pretty damn attracting yeah i agree it, it looks great i think it's going to be great i just golly i don't see cmrc just saying okay cool and going away can they goldie can could cmrc's trump card go and get monster or somebody well um yeah, no not even a chance here we go that's uh, that trump card here we go here we go <laughs> Well, no, I, I, you guys are more than well aware. They, that card was there before, and it got it became. Uh, did it, it go bad? Away. Did so it go? But I mean, did it go? It bad? went bad. Okay, it All went right. bad. All I right. was I was still in uh, in employment back then when that went bad. Okay. Um. So there's there's no there's that that's I don't believe that that is an option. Of course, I could be wrong. We're, yeah, yeah. we're always wrong. Like we pick our picks, but yeah. I don't believe that that is an option. Um. And as far as other ones out there, I don't I don't know. I don't I. There's a, a half a million dollar price tag that just left. Yeah. Uh, let's call it that. So where is that money coming from? Again, you say I'm biased, but how the hell can you make up for that? Where is that coming from right now? Who are the allies that are going to support it and drink it? The OEMs, 100%, have backed it for 20, 25 years. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll do it. But as far as ordering teams, the one thing in Canada is that the only there's only two teams that are actually controlled by OEMs, okay. KTM and uh, Honda. Yep. 
The Honda has a lot of every other team is sort of funded by other sponsors. The Monster team is sponsored by Monster and Parts Canada. Uh, the OTSF team is is the Yamaha guys. They're from OTSF and Rockstar. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Redemption guys, they're their own personal funding. Right. So there's not a lot of OEM push there for so for them to sort of just say, nope, this is the way it is. We're going to dictate it. It doesn't hold as much water as it would down in say the U.S. or say the GPS, where that funding comes straight from OEMs to to make that work. So. Um, yeah, of course, I'm biased. I'm on the other side. I'm on the Jetworks team. I'm all yeah. pumped about it. And, and like New said, it's attractive. But for sure, there are a lot of questions. And right now, budgets are thin. And there's added races. But in my eyes, I look at it, I'm like, I think this is a way more creative opportunity to promote what these guys are doing. Like, like New said, there's eight months more, uh, eight months of racing instead of just three. And you, you, I feel like there's more value there. Even if the budget stayed the same, I feel like these guys could get creative to make it work. Uh, I think the only thing that bites them in the ass is like saying, you know, Colton Fasciati, well, now I'm racing 17 times. I want more money. Yeah. Yeah. No, right? absolutely. Uh, more, more costs, more, more rider they, salaries, everything. Like They want yeah. more money. So in that sense, so the teams will be like, all right, well, then I'll just go and take uh, Casey Keese that I know that'll show and race for yep. the price that you get now or even half of that. And, yeah. and you know, it's like, you know, hiring cheap labor because the, the guys don't want to you know, do it. So it, it, there's a lot of questions there over the next month or two here, especially yep. if uh, the teams side with it and, and go that way. And it's going to be very interesting for sure. But the one thing is, is that this series, it's announced it's happening 100%. And if there's a second one, yeah, that would be horrible for our sport for sure. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Could be something exciting for Canadian Moto. The Jetworks thing looks great. And it keeps, like Newf mentioned this, it keeps the interest going. Uh, all of the media is following it. The teams are following it. Um, there's more... Uh, just uh, a spike in interest in the entire Canadian series because it's not ten races in in you know thirteen weeks. It's seventeen. Here's the deal. Yeah. I've got uh, sort of interrupt you, but I've got two kids now. About ten years ago, I had no clue of what was going on in my life. Paying my bills was barely getting by. I had two, and I'm still paying my bills and I'm figuring it out. They'll figure it out. They'll find the money. They'll figure it out, just like they do every year. It's always expensive. They can't go racing. Yeah, yeah. Something will happen. Right. They'll figure it out to make um, it work. One hundred percent. Um, New Goldie just went deep there with life lessons. That was like, uh, yeah, do you like that? Kind of hit hit like down that? deep. Yeah. If if two <laughs> if two series happen, which I highly doubt, but if it does happen, I'm fully coming back and riding whatever series nobody goes to. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. I like it. Hey, um, Shane Langdale, Mathis, you, you know yeah. the name, right? No, yeah, he is Canadian a champion. DMA Canadian champion. What is it? Nine. Five, I want to say, or something. I don't know, but he he was. He is a CMA Pro number one plate holder. I beat him in four straight series, by the way. In case you were wondering, um, he wasn't he way younger than you? No, he was. He's one year younger. Same age? Yes. Yeah, oh, okay, right, cool. yeah. yeah, so I beat him in four straight series. So, anyways, yeah. Now you got that going for you. That's good. Um. Okay. Uh. So yeah, we'll wait and see. Everybody, will wait and see. Jetworks and uh, Rockstar Jetworks are teamed up, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be exciting, man. All right, let's. Let's talk a little bit about what happened, what we thought happened, some surprises, some disappointments, everything else. I mean, really, boys, I mean, I was kind of correct. I called Kevin Benoit for the MX1 title, and halfway through the first moto of the season, he was gone, checked out, and he was going to win and then look incredible the way the whole thing, and then, you know, he hurt his ankle. But he was basically unbelievable until then. So my call of Kevin Benoit winning MX1 not far off. Nuf. Where are you even going? That's like saying, no. oh, I, I got Roxon in the Supercross series. He was the best guy. 
He was the best guy. <laughs> not, <laughs> far, not far off, but he finished 20th in points. <laughs> yeah. um, well, really. With a, with, a sixth, with a sixth, a 15th, and a 12th. So, yeah, you were pretty close. He was that first moto, though, Noof. That first moto of the year. It he was, was. He was pretty, he was pretty good in the first. First um, 15 minutes. He was. So Gerke wins it by three over Porcel. Of course, Porcel got docked uh, second. He was second in the moto and got put back to fifth. Was that correct? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Uh, in Pleasant Valley. Pleasant so, Valley. so basically it was the second time he hadn't taken his bike to impound. That penalty cost him the series, although you can say that looking final at the final results, but Matt was riding pretty cautiously at the final round, and who knows – you know exactly what happens if that points gap wasn't where it was, but so because Matt knew what he had to work with. But even still, uh, Noof, basically the impound thing was a huge thing for Purcell. Uh, thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that at the time, I guess, because Matt still had a fairly good size, um, <clears throat> good size lead on him at that point. I mean, I was only like 18 or something, but yeah, I mean, to come down to the final round and Matt crashing and stalling and doing everything he could to uh to throw it away in that first moto at the final round and and only win the championship by three points uh Purcell had to be pissed I mean or was he maybe he was maybe he was maybe he was how the uh, guy did uh, not give a shit um how did the Atlas Purcell sponsorship work out Noof um yeah, it never, uh, it never panned out. It never panned out how we wanted it, but we still, we still won the championship with Matt. So we're, we're oh, I'm bugging team, you. Team I'm, I'm just bugging you. But um, it's amazing, Noof. And I've, I said this to a few people over the over the weekend or whatever. Matt Gerke won the title, his third MX1 title. He only won one overall. And for the Canadian series, that doesn't have a lot of depth, and you see a lot of the same guys up front, and there's a clear parity line. That's amazing Matt won this title with only one overall. Yeah, big time. I mean, I'm looking at the at the points right now. One overall, the Porcells five. Um, but, you know, Matt's worst finish was at the first round with a with a fifth overall. So, you know, seconds and thirds all year long obviously uh obviously paid off. But uh weird to see a champion a guy with the number one play only win one overall out of out of ten. So yeah. uh, it was it was it was funny how really everything played out all year. I mean it was you know, probably one of the more exciting seasons ever in Canada, you know, between the two classes, even MX two was crazy all over the board and uh and same with MX one and considering how moving kinda of ahead of here a little bit, but Fossiati not being that spectacular it's still only 41 points back considering he had some pretty shitty races. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Galdi, Purcell won five races. Like you said, he didn't give a shit, it seemed like. It seemed like nobody really got to know him too well, of course. Uh, what did you make of his year and his being up in Canada and, and the penalty and everything else? Well, I mean, I think he just took a paycheck. That was it. I don't really think he cared where he was or anything. Although he did say that he enjoyed traveling the country and everything like that. But I don't know. I feel like he just... Came here, collected, and obviously I think if he won, he probably would have got, I don't know, probably 100 grand or something to pay him, I would think, something silly like that with his name. So, I, I don't know, I, I feel like he was like the Mike Craig of, of 2001. Just came here, sort of weird attitude, didn't really give a shit what's going on, didn't really fit in with the racers. Took his money, won some races, and then left and didn't win the title. Like it's, It literally is going to be, oh yeah, that Purcell guy was here uh, 10 years ago. Like It's going to be the most forgotten 
biggest name ever in in the Canadian history, in my opinion. I just I just think he didn't fit. He didn't like anything. He didn't have nothing nice to say about anything. He, he even like trashed French speaking people on the podium at our case, saying that that they're not real French. <laughs> we are real French. Like it was, it was so, it was so bizarre the way that he was saying it. I, maybe he was misunderstood, right? There's yeah. always that little it's, line it's, there, but it was just like, what are you doing? The, the guy, the guy has the all-time <laughs> world record uh, for being misunderstood by fans and everything else, but yet continually finding himself in situations that makes him look <laughs> like a jerk off. But, but, yeah. but, but he's always another reason. There's always another reason, but yet he keeps finding himself in these situations where people are scratching their heads, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. If, if this is like the, 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 a Walmart world and he was your worker, that guy would have been fired 10 times over, but because he's fast on a dirt bike, he, he still gets respect. Uh, what do you think you about know? that? What do you think about all, all that, Noof? I mean, I went to two rounds, and it, I guess the cool factor was watching him ride. There's no question that the guy is yeah. ultra-talented on a dirt bike, and he's beautiful to watch. It's it's really fun. Um, but uh, I kind of obviously was happy to see Matt win, um, but listening to that interview that he did after, uh, I want to say after Pleasant Valley. It was Pleasant the whole, Valley, uh, DMX. The, the, whole docking, the whole docking thing and whatever, I mean, any respect I had kind of got thrown out the door. I mean, he couldn't have made it more plain um, or more obvious that he did not want to be here. He hated the tracks. He he already hated a track before he even went to it. He, <laughs> he watched it on said, DVD. He, yeah, he watched it on DVD. He watched it on DVD and he said the track is too fast um, and it's dangerous before he even rode the track. And, I mean, he actually ended up winning that race. With, yeah, you know, he, but just the attitude that is not what you want to have here where kids are looking up to him and kids think that he's cool and stuff. I mean, he didn't have the attitude that really, you know, portray, you know, showed that a, what a champion should be. When you look at him, Newf, okay, Millsaps, big name U.S. star, Coming up last year, and then Christoph, big name, big name USA star, coming up this year. Their attitudes couldn't have been any different. Davy, completely. Davy, oh. Davy could not have been, and I don't know what Davy really thought of it. I mean, I kind of, I talked to him about it, and it seemed like he, what he was saying was what he really thought of it. But I don't, deep down, I don't know. I don't know him that well enough. But what Davy couldn't say enough good things about the prax and the series and having fun and everybody's great and like it couldn't have been any more different. Yeah. Oh, I agree. And I mean, I mean, Davey started off on a winning, you know, winning foot up here, but so did Porcel. He won the first two overalls in a row, but yeah. he just seemed miserable, miserable when he was winning. He was miserable when he was losing. And he said it. The only thing that he liked doing was riding his electric bicycle with his chick during the week. That was, that was really. <laughs> oh, my God. The, uh, so the, I don't know what yeah. else to really say about it. I mean, I can pretty much guarantee you we won't see him back up here again. So I, I think don't that think, was. Uh, I don't think he wants to race motorcycles anymore. He, he went on that interview and, and said, uh, you know, you can, uh, the track's too fast, you can crash, and you can die. You can die. Um, and I'm like, okay, uh, I can get hit by a car going to the grocery store today and, and, and die also. Like, and die. Yeah. like, it just seemed like the guy was not, I'm not a fan, obviously, but it just seemed yeah. like, dude, come on. Like, yeah. They didn't, he, like, played, he played, like, that evil role that they put in movies and they pick a French guy. As a, there's a, my kid watches Lightning McQueen 2 right now, and that one, is the, the evil role is this, like, French racer guy. Uh, what was that movie? <laughs> um, Motocross. The movie Motocross, yeah, 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 yeah. the Disney one where the girl was like a guy racer or whatever, and the evil person in that, he was an evil French guy. 
It was just like he played that role perfectly all year long. Like you couldn't. There was just no way you could like the guy unless you just watched him ride his bike. Everything else after that, you're just like, man, I don't like that guy. Man, I don't yeah. want him to win. Or man, I, he just made it so difficult at every single angle. And then uh, you know he threw away this championship over because he like by the sounds of things, it's because he didn't like the track, so he didn't go to staging or sorry, go to the podium. And then yeah. he let his little mechanic take the thing like. He screwed himself out of whatever the paycheck the was. Damon, the uh, Damon from Rockstar Husky on the podium with the trophy over his head is, is a classic it's photo. Awesome. It's a good it's photo. Awesome. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a good that photo. That is a great photo. <laughs> yeah, if I'm, uh, if I'm, you know, I'm Fly and, and Atlas before when he wore Atlas and, and whatever other sponsors you have, I'm just like, come on. Come on, guy. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. anyways, um, so Matt gets the title, third in a row, uh, wins one race. Um, most surprising moment for me and I don't you 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 break this tie, Goldie. I don't know what's more surprising: Dylan Epstein uh, winning the uh, the national in Quebec, was it? No, Pleasant Valley. Pleasant Valley, or yeah. Michael Lessie winning Gopher. I don't know which one was more surprising. No, uh, well, I, a lefty. A lefty. Yeah, I was gonna say a lefty. The, the the Gopher one. I mean, it's funny we say that because remember in fourteen he would have he would have been the, the one one day on that day, but he ran out of gas. Right when he came yeah. up that first year, he yeah. would have went one one that day. But um, I definitely say the Alessi one is more surprising. I mean, the Epstein one is kind of surprising because up to that point, well, after the first what it was, two or three rounds, he was legit, and then he went super cold uh, till that race, and then all of a sudden, bang, one one. So mm-hmm. that that was surprising that way. But yeah, Alessi like dominating in the second moto where that track was like the grossest has ever been. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we always know he's always been in shape and he's a great racer and everything. But I don't know. I just it it it's surprising to the sense that because I feel like his career is winding down. Um, is he retired actually? Because his name wasn't in that MCR press release. He's uh, he. I don't know if he would have got the ride, but he needs knee surgery. But I don't know if it was oh, like okay. I don't know if it was like uh, hey, I, I can't ride. I need knee surgery, or it's like hey, Mike, you don't have a ride. Oh, I'm going to go and get knee surgery. But he does need surgery, so. All right, so like I mean, for him to win that, you know, the toughest round, the one where Gurky's been so strong, it's fast out his backyard. Tyler Medallia loves the sand. Uh, Porcel is a sand guy, and he comes in with so it, that. I'd say that that wins on the surprise. And uh, new Fugree, yeah, I thought the I watched that race uh, on the on the app there, and uh, he was he was awesome in that second moto, and like I just didn't. It was one of those, not saying it might, you know, I agree with all these kind of, you know, weaning his career down a little bit, and he had to dig deep for that and kind of handled those guys in the second uh, in the second moto. So that was the biggest surprise for me. I mean, Epstein had shown crazy speed throughout the first few rounds and obviously winning moto one, which could have been a tie for the biggest surprise. Nobody would have thought that he would have, was going to win. No, nope. yeah. yeah. Win the first, first moto of the year easily. Right. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> everybody well, was like, it was Benoit. It was Benoit. Benoit, Benoit was, was gone. The, the race was only if the race was 15 minutes long. Steve would have been a hero. My favorite, my favorite part about that Epstein win at at Kamloops was as we were kind of watching, and I mean, I obviously knew he was there, but didn't even really know what number he was. And I'm like watching him go by, and he has, he doesn't even have the proper name and number on his. Well, yeah, the proper name, but not number on his jersey. So the, so the Monster Cowie guys had taken an old background from our old little friend Fat Beats when he was number 108 <laughs> back like 10 years ago, and had literally a front number plate background stuck to Epstein's back. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, like, I don't know like, I don't know if that's more amazing or the fact they still had Fat Beats' <laughs> backgrounds in the truck. 
Well, Beats was hurt a lot that year, so he probably had a lot of extra background. But uh, <laughs> there might have been some extra play. No, no, he made it. He made it all the way to Moncton that year. Okay. Well, either way, they had a, a 108. It was fully beats his number play. And but the, the crazy thing, it was hot that day in Cam. You imagine a background stuck to your jersey like that would be so <laughs> hot and sweaty. <laughs> um, Epstein was a real surprise coming out of California, showing up with Surratt, and we'll talk about Surratt in a little bit. But I mean, this is a guy. Galdi, I don't know if you you talked to you know you plugged in pretty good. Like, does he want to come back and stay in race, get a good get a good ride next year, and, and stay in Canada? Yeah, no. Well, the, the latest of it is that the Nut Up guys were going to try to uh, do a deal with uh, the Monster Team. So I know that they tried to swoop him away after Prince George, I think it was, because going into Calgary, he had an offer from KTM and the Monster Cowie guys to go under it, and he turned it down to stay with it. But the, the latest sort of uh, thing, and I, I talked to Jason Hughes actually uh, just last week. He's got a new job um, and sort of brought this up. And they were sort of thinking they could come in and maybe uh, bring him in as their guy for this new series, uh, as well as the Nut Up crew and, and some sponsorship dollars that way. So I think he enjoyed himself. I, don't, I feel like that guy's got a, a bit of a bad rap uh, in the U.S. I don't know him that well down there, but, I, I mean, he seems fast, but he's always – he's had these rides, and then they disappear, and then they, he's um, – had some storylines created down there, so I feel like he's made a bit of a home or found a bit of a home up here. So if that team and those guys all link up, I would put I put some money on him coming back this year for sure. Or next um, year, it could be just one of those guys, uh, Noof, that comes up, likes it, and never goes back. You know? Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, he seemed like a good fit. He was pretty personable, kind of hanging out, walking around, and um, yeah, I mean, he stayed on the road the whole time. I don't think he was flying back and forth to Cali or anything like that. He just kind of traveled around and kind of privateer style and yeah he's, thought it was good i he, mean a couple he, moto wins and he uh, he got a bit lost in the u.s down here and at one point in loretta's he was said if you win both classes you have a pro circuit ride if you win both yeah. classes this year and he never did and then he kind of would show up here and there for races you know but uh yeah. clearly the guy's got some speed and um yeah he might have himself a, a little career up there now so uh yeah. let's get into matt gurkey or let's get into yeah let's get into matt gurkey so you mean my pick? Yeah, I was going to say, pick? Galdi, yeah. you picked Gurky. Yeah. Yep. That's right, bros. That's uh, right. And uh, Noof, you picked Fasciati. Yeah. And I picked uh, Kevin Benoit, who I would argue was a better choice than Fasciati this year because had he not gotten hurt, he, he would have done it. Um, but so, Gurky's a three-time champion, Galdi, of MX1, and because he's Matt Gurky, maybe he doesn't get enough respect. I don't know. I don't feel like he does. But, no, I, I can agree with you. Like he's not a very personable champion. He's not, you know, crazy on the social feeds or no. going like that kind of thing. But uh, I'll tell you that I mean, as a, I think the the real fan, like a, a you as a fan, and me as a fan, Doof as a fan, those kind of people, that guy earns my respect ten times over because some of the shit that he goes through or does, like the two crashes at RJ's, the chain coming off at at uh, Regina, yeah, um, the the two two last lap passes by Purcell. Like, most spirits would have been, just been crushed, but I think he's just that right amount of dumb that it, it, it pissed him off and then it went away real quick because, God, he was able to rebound and just, you know, pull it through and yeah. won his third damn title. Like, you know, and, and as we said on the pub show there a couple weeks ago when you had me and Justin on, every time the gate dropped, the racing was unfreaking believable in Canadian in Canada this year. And he just was always in it. Like, he just was always right there, like, battling, and then obviously, yeah, he earned that number one, so... 
the, the respect that guy earns for maybe the new age fan, right? Because they want to see big yep. clips from a guy and cool interviews and, and shit like that. He's just you're not going to get that out of him. You're no, going to get no. a raw, animalistic fighter that will always give you a chance at winning a title in oh. in our in our country and our our sort of. Uh, uh, discipline of racing, you know, not the GPs or not the U.S., but yeah. he is the guy that can come up here and fight and travel and the air, or the uh, the time zones and the tracks. He just adapts and learns and fights. That's that's what you get out of him. That's actually well said. I can't believe it. Well, I can't believe you know, it. Guaranteedmx.com if you want to read any other good news. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and to be fair, Galdi, we talk about Matt winning one race. He was literally four turns from winning another at Regina. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, who's like, chain fall? Like who? Whose chain falls off these days? Like that's oh, twice. Remember, it's happened twice. Anger, <laughs> anger level of donk. What? What do we think? I don't know. Mock. I don't know. Yeah. One hundred out of ten. Um, like it must be how he rides the bike or something because that's happened to him twice. I mean, people can ride like a hundred hours a year for thirty years and that never. Hey, happens and both anymore. those. Uh, yeah. uh, both those years, he won the titles. Yeah. Um, right. He won those titles. Noof. Uh, recap Fasciati's year for us. What'd you think? Uh, take us back. He had some sort of virus. I talked to him at Bud's Creek. Some sort of virus. He still wasn't over it. Uh, it was it was a chest infection. Then it got into lungs or something. And it sounds like it was a little bit misdiagnosed. And he won a couple of first motos and then had nothing for the seconds. Uh, a very bizarre uh, year for Fasciati. But what's your take on it? Yeah, I mean, kind of typical for Colt over the last couple years. You know, he looked good at at round one and had a good moto and then a so-so moto. And, I mean, to me, any time I watched a moto online or or saw one live, it's like if he got the start – he could he knew in his head that he could win but if he kind of got those you know fourth fifth sixth place starts he just kind of stayed there and i think the class was tough this year and i mean colt was good but then obviously that that sickness whatever he had wrong with him was was uh was not good but then he'd come back and win a first moto and then moncton he just goes a random you know he's kind of feeling better and moncton he goes six six for six overall like he that was where he finished and then he comes back the next weekend and, and wins in quebec like it was yeah. kind of up and down, and like I said, even with you know two to th- three rounds to go, I mean he was still only thirty some points out of the out of the championship, considering he had some really shitty motos yeah. for yeah. for him. Um, I mean, if I'm uh, for him, he's got to be thinking like, God, if I could have just eliminated a couple of those sevens and eights, which he did have, he would have been right in it for the for the title. It just slipped out of his hands, and he had too many bad motos. Isn't that seem though, Galdi, like a, the story of Fasciati's last few years? If only he hadn't gotten hurt. If only he hadn't sucked yeah. on the west side. You know, like funny. One hundred percent. I mean, since his fourth title, that has been sort of the thing. If only, right? Yeah. When he went to KTM, he got injured. Uh, and then it, it's, he, he got on the Honda, and he won that fourth title. Or actually, sorry, that was after the, the KTM years, but he won that fourth title. And yep. there's just been these little things that are happening. Like he got sick, and he gets this happens, and and then uh, I, I do know for sure that the Moncton, or sorry, not Moncton, sorry, Pleasant, Pleasant Valley crash off the start mm-hmm. really uh, shook him up, and and sort of took a bit of wind out of sails. But again, then we talk about it a, a week later. He goes, or not a week later, sorry, two weeks later. He goes one one at. Uh, at uh, Deschambeau, but uh, I guess he was like coughing blood up and everything like that. So, and then this little sickness thing. So I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's all of a sudden you get sick. Like how the frick did this happen? Like kind of yeah. thing. Like what? Why did it happen at this time? And I, it's so uh, as us, we're like, 
uh, whatever, man. He should have found a way to do it, I guess. But maybe the sickness took control of him. But, um, you know, he's able to battle through it and win the motos at the end of the year when all the sickness and the crashes happened. And at the beginning of the year when he was healthy, he wasn't, he wasn't winning. Winning. Yeah. So, he, he so like you said, Newfie just kind of let it, let it get away from him. I, I don't know if it was the first two or three races where just something wasn't healthy because I don't think then is when this sickness was happening. It happened sort of midway through the season and then the, the, the crash at Pleasant Valley. So, and that's when he got better. It was like all this crap happened and then he got better. So what was happening at the beginning of the year kind of thing. So I don't know. I, it, uh, it's, it's weird because I, I've, I've picked him for the last two years and it hasn't worked out. And then this year I, I, I went against the grain and I picked jerky instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, so of course I, you know, I look like amazing. I'm, I'm way better than you guys at this whole picking thing. Yeah. Guarantee MX.com. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I feel for it again, but again, at that level, whatever the hell that was, there's gotta be a way to get around that. There's gotta be something to fix it because that's what he's there to win. And, and then he proves it as a sickness too. So I don't know. Something at the beginning of the year just sort of went away on him. I yeah. guess. And that, and like, like we keep saying, it's a, uh, um, what uh, what ifs or the, the what ifs right now with Colton Fasciati, four time champion, and we're saying what if? Uh, I was going to ask Doof about Medallia Tyler, but I'll ask the president of his fan club, Galdi. Oh, how, yeah. how was his year? <laughs> God, I love that guy. <laughs> oh, uh, he writes for me. He on... is my Tim Ferry. He is my. <laughs> Did you give him a raise for his uh, for his T Dags Media or whatever? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> um, but uh, no, if we if, if I can get the advertisers to pay the bills, then yeah, maybe we can talk about that. Um, but, uh, he, you know what? I think his year was, it was okay. Right. He was, he, it would have been nice if he had a one around or one a moto. I think that would have sort of just made it that little bit more icy in the cake. Cause he was, he was good. He had lots of good podiums and good rides. A few little bike issues there that kind of took away. Cause I think he would have ended up fourth Um, if he didn't DNF at, uh, uh, Deschambeau and I think he had a yeah, and, and he had DNF the final one too. Yeah, 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 the first one. So he would have ended up number four. Um, and he was in the hunt. He showed times where he had great speed, like he was chasing Alessi uh, on the in the second moto at Gopher Dunes. Um, yeah, but I'm, I don't hit the wall. Got tired or something like that. So I would say that his his year was exactly what I was looking for, but even maybe a little bit above it. I, I thought he was a little bit better this year than what we've seen the last maybe two years. Uh, Newf, I don't know which or which one of you guys can answer this, but so new team uh, Huber Motorsports Honda Chisholm and Tyler Medellia. How was how were they as a team? How did they like it? Are they coming back? Uh, I know they got some, you know that is a meat guy or something, but um, how'd the team how'd the team look and do in, in its first year, Newf? Oh, I thought it looked good. I mean, uh, for being a first-year team and obviously kind of a last-minute addition to the whole series and not really a program that they've ever ran before. It was coming from Snowcross team, but they had uh, Adam Robinson uh, running the team. So, I mean, he has experience coming from OTSFF. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was good. I mean, their bikes and stuff looked good, and um, they kind of had their shit together. I mean, I'm sure that behind the scenes it was probably a lot of running around rushing to do but i think that um you know overall it was it was solid i mean the the couple dnfs at the end of the year obviously didn't make things look so great for mm-hmm. for medaglia but um i think overall good i have no idea if they're coming back or if they were stoked or little galdi's probably a little more closer to that click than i am but uh what, what, what do you, do you think Galdi? yeah what do you think Galdi? oh they're in 100 percent 
They're in them 100%. And they love Jetworks, and, and they're and they're in there for the Jetworks series, and they love Jetworks. Go, uh, news. Yeah, 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 and they've actually they've cut a check for another million dollars, uh, <laughs> and it's free turkey bites, pillars turkey bites for everybody uh, oh, if, they, if they come to our come our way. Um, no, no, they're in 100%. They're, the Moto Thug is um, uh, Hubert there, the owner of the team, the, the funding and where the money's kind of come from. He loved every minute of it. He obviously loved the the weather side of it. it was a lot more friendlier than the Silcross stuff. And the Silcross stuff is, um, unfortunately, it's not a national program that they do, right? It is literally only in Ontario. There are some races, I believe, in B.C., but it's not a national program. Obviously, there's no TV and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if that really is the kicker or the winner or mm-hmm. helps them do that, but I believe... Uh, the way that Stu is, is looking at it and everything like that, there's a lot more return on the investment as far as racing the dirt bike stuff. So uh, at least that's a feeling I got. I talked to him literally um, maybe a week ago because he had obviously a lot of questions about the jet work stuff. Um, but, yeah, they're coming back. They're they're stoked on it. They, they, the year went good for the last-minute thing, like you said. And But the cool thing was is that I, I think the reason why it worked out as good as it did um, was because they hired guys that – they, they could go into a new scenario or a new scene and just do it. Like, Chisholm is a battler. He'll just get on shit and ride it because he just loves racing. Tyler's the same way. Nathan Bless was sort of searching for a ride, so he just needed to make sure you know he was comfy with the home that it was. So if they had to just went out and, like, use that money and just bought some, like, American guy, um, you know, like a Porcel type of dude, and then it, it could have turned out a lot worse where, oh, the bike's not working, we're testing that enough, or we can't. These guys, they were, like, comfy from the beginning. Mm-hmm. They all got along. Their bikes were good. They didn't have to spend a bunch of extra time testing and yeah. all that other sort of stuff that goes in So with, like, new guys and stuff like that. So I think that kind of helped, obviously, hiring sort of veterans, if you will, for the, for the team. But, uh, and actually, Stu won Team Manager of the Year for the, uh, the, the CMRC Awards, so oh, that was dis- kind of cool. Disco Stu. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, I think that the overall thing that they did, it was – it was clean. Like Lou said, the bikes looked good. They didn't really have an OEM support, so they could kind of do whatever they wished as far as parts and, and stuff like that. So, home run. And, will they uh, be, yeah, they're coming back. Will they be back on Hondas, or can they ride anything? Uh, as of right now, they can ride anything. They're, they bought their bikes, uh-huh. right? They, um, I'm sure they got deals and whatnot, but, yeah, yeah they, can, they can ride whatever they want. Chisholm had a quiet year, huh, Noof? Yeah, it was very, uh, very quiet. I'm sure. I mean, he did get a little better at the towards the end. I mean, he was kind of mm-hmm. in the mix a little bit more. But honestly, at the beginning of the year, it was like he was kind of invisible out there. To be honest with you, battling for you know sixes mm-hmm. and sevens and stuff like that. It was, uh, yeah, quiet. Um, Kay Clayson, Goldie, what'd you think? He missed the race. Yeah, he got hurt. Right? He got what he yeah, yeah. He probably there. would have got eighth in the points. Maybe. He did exactly what I said he was going to do. <laughs> he's not good enough to race the guys, the Gurkies. He's not good enough. I'm, I, I know the guy like is not that great or nothing like that, but I can just watch him ride. He is not good enough to be that those top guys. He'll never win a championship as far as this series stuff goes. But he is a great fit for a team that's looking for results. Not going to bitch and moan or complain or argue or be a dick. He knows his role. He goes out there, gets the job done, and yeah, what he finished ninth, right? Yeah, uh, with missing, missing a race, so he did. It, he did his job. He did exactly what I would assume that they paid him for and brought him to this series for. He did a good job. He gets press. He's a nice guy, um, and and uh, nothing. But uh, he's that, not winning your title. That's he's not getting it. podiums. He's not winning motors. Uh, Noof Galdi's got to say that with just gritted teeth, you know, just, just. Um, <laughs> hey, he didn't. He didn't. At least he didn't yell at Clayson. Didn't yell at me at Kamloops this yeah, year. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah. Uh, what's the biggest surprise of the series? And and, uh, and I mean, I could mean rider, track, uh, race, anything. Uh, Noof, what, what was your biggest surprise? 
Um, I mean, probably the biggest surprise, I mean, for rider-wise, I know there's a lot more probably that happened, but Epstein was the biggest surprise for me for that first moto win coming out of nowhere. Nobody expected. Yeah. Everyone had their eyes on Gurky, Porcel, Fossiati, Alessi, Medea, like he was not even in on anybody's radar. So he was probably my biggest, uh, my biggest surprise there. Um, but uh, I don't, I don't know about much else. I didn't really hear a whole lot of drama going on besides the Porcel stuff. But uh, how about you know, Galdi might be? How about the biggest surprise being uh, J Dag showing up? Uh, uh, that was random. Uh, what's that, Noof? Noof, go ahead. Well, I was going to say that was like beyond random how he would just do the first <laughs> set of motos, like and not attempt well, to line up. He, and was then, sick, he was sick too. Uh, he had some some disease thing going on apparently as well. So that's why he was only able to do uh-huh. one set. But it's it's pretty funny driving all the way to Prince George and. Uh, Sam Luke. Do one moto. Do one moto kind of thing. But he's actually supposed to come here and race this weekend, actually, this Ontario race. Jadex. Jadex. And, and, and he's, and then he's he, pumped. He loves the new series. He's Jetworks, boys. Jetworks. He's, he's in. <laughs> and then he gets, he, gets, <laughs> he gets fourth at the final round. Such a Jadex yeah. move. Um, yeah, no, it, it was pretty amazing. Um, hey, biggest surprise? Hmm. No dockings. Well, Porcel. Oh why well, that was his own infliction though that wasn't them not them like a flag thing or a cross I, flag or, no somebody right? somebody yeah. got docked somebody got docked at that first Quebec round yeah there was a, couple, a there was a, a flag issue guys. there was Porcel, a well, I think Porcel got docked at the at the one Quebec oh no 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 Osby Osby oh oh, oh that was Osby in the light class that's right he jumped on a medic flag. And it took the overall away from him because he would have had the red plate after the ball. One one, yeah, he went one one, but got docked to fifth in the first motor. Yeah, went one, ended up going one six or one five or something. Yeah, I knew there was. There's not. It's not a Canadian moto year without a a red cross or yellow penalty issued. It's just not. Surprise that I didn't know that. There's a surprise now. There it is. Uh, Keelan Meston, kind (laughs) of where he got eighth last year, tenth this year, right? Um, so that's yeah. just that's good. It's solid, but you know, he wasn't as good this year as he was last year. No, as far as results, why he finished tenth was obviously good and everything, like a amazing yeah. way. But he was he had some better motos last year. This year he was like a nine, ten, eleven place guy. Where last year I think he got a couple six and didn't even get a fifth. I think in one more maybe Oliver or something like that yeah. last year. So, I thought I thought um, I thought Wetland would do a bit more when he showed up. You know, I don't know how ready he was, but who knows? Guy rode a Suzuki. Yeah. Who even rides those anymore? Ryan Miller, Newf, were you, are you going to go help him again? Yeah, I'm going back down to tech. Going back down to tech with tour. him for six months to get ready for the, <laughs> the jetworks. He's all jetworks. He, he's jetworks too. Oh yeah, he's um, in. He's yeah. in. <laughs> he did the whole series for the first time in forever, right? He, yeah, kind of a crazy story with him. So yeah, I mean, his results were just okay, but he was like literally like full privateer, no mechanic. Um, I helped him change a water pump seal at one of the rounds. He had, like, bikes, parts everywhere. But he was taking red eyes after the races on Sunday nights back home to to Manitoba and working, like, Monday morning. I'd always see his, like, Instagram stories. So good on him, working now. He's got two kids. And obviously, for some odd reason, wanted to chase the dream a little bit more. So. Yeah, no, it's uh, pretty amazing. Um, all right, let's uh, let's get into MX2 on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast, presented by Alpine Star Protects, with uh, Guaranteed MX and Jetworks representative Ryan Gold and uh, and and Atlas Brace uh, Ryan Lockhart. We'll be right back after this commercial break and uh, talk some MX2 for Canadian Moto.
Thanks to Fly Racing and Alpine Star Protects for coming on this podcast. Now here's some commercials from Racetech and Michelin. Listen, all right? Thanks. Hey, thanks everybody for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis podcast on RacerX. I want to talk to you a little bit about Racetech. The folks at Racetech have been uh, on board with us for a long time. And use the code PulpMX17 when you're checking out to save money. Get your suspension done, please. Come on. Give your bike some love. All right. If, if you're looking to get the most of your bike suspension, get Racetech's proven lineup of suspension components and services done at the headquarters in Corona, California, or at your local Racetech service center. And check out the helpful guides on Racetech.com and pick up a do-it-yourself gold valve kit. It's a revalve in a box. Things have been around a long time. Also, too, Racetech doing engines now, valve jobs, porting, honing, decking, and more. Whether you're looking for a rebuild or a high-performance upgrade, Racetech's engine services department experience, staff, and state-of-the-art equipment have you covered. I can vouch for that. I've seen it myself. Give Racetech a call and mention Pulp Mex for a special discount. Please, check them out. Thanks to the guys at Racetech. Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp MX Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS, featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hit a motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say, I know everything. I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain. They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions, and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications. Yeah, you like that? In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin Starcross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting is always a good feature. If you're riding on Michelin Starcross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands, please tell them... No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet? You're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows? They might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. It worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle. And we're back! Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, presented by Alpine Star Protects, uh, Noof and Galdi. Ra- recapping the Canadian Moto Series. Um, worst track of the year was by far that Benoit's home track, by the way. I, I, I don't know what was going on with that pl- that place, but that was the worst track. It was track. cool. Really? It looked good. It looked good on I mean, the, I wasn't there. The, no, I wasn't either, obviously, but I'm like, oh, boy. If you talk to any racer other than... Uh, Schmiler, Schmilaglia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pleasant Valley is the worst track on the tour. Um, that's what all the racers say. You know what? That was the one. I never watched that one. I think that was the only race all year I missed. So, 
That's the one where Osby got stabbed yeah. by the fence post. Right. Um, all right, let's get into the MX2. Kind of a shocker. Now, the defending champion, Cole Thompson, won a couple of races. Then he got injured and had a bike problem, I think, at one of them also, or maybe just injury. But, but no doubt, without a doubt, from the first race on, Sean Moffenbeier, uh, the veteran, he just raised his game this year, Noof. Just absolutely, from the first moto, was better than Cole Thompson, was faster than he's ever been. He had a couple of weird things happen to him, but Sean Moffenbeier won the title in a crazy MX2 class, and he fully deserved it. Yeah, I mean, he... I mean, I don't think... We didn't even, re- we didn't even really talk about him in the preseason podcast, to be honest with you. Hey, if if I, you remember, right? If you remember, we picked Pettis, uh, obviously Thompson Wright, and he, he was going to be like a fourth or fifth place guy, in, our, yeah. in all of our opinions. He was so good at Kamloops when I was there, I couldn't even believe it how <laughs> solid he was. And, I mean, he was good all year. The craziest things happened to him. And, I mean, some were bike-related. Some were his own little mistakes. I mean, in Regina at his home race, his boot gets stuck in his foot peg when he crashes <laughs> and, like, can't can't get it out. But I'm looking at his overalls, and, I mean, he went 114 1-6, 1-1-8, 1-14-1. Right, right. For the championship. I mean, and he still won it by 44 points, but it was down – like it, he was up and down and it's uh, crazy. Yeah, he never he never. Well, he only won in Earth. He only won by forty four. Right, a rat uh, DNF that last moto, but yeah. Um, but like not a second overall any of those weekends. It was either first or fourteenth. Right, right. <laughs> um, you know? Yeah, he had a bike problem and then his boot problem. And then a two bike problems. Two bike problems. Two bike problems. Yeah, the guy was unbelievable though, Galdi. Unbelievable. He, uh, I remember talking to him at the Calgary Arena Cross Jetworks Promotions uh, race. Oh my um, god, this is ridiculous. <laughs> last, this is getting out of hand. It is. Last it really is. Fall, last fall, and we, he was sort of like soul, you know, sort of soul searching and and this and that, and you know, he always worked hard, and he's like, man, I don't know, and he really enjoyed the redemption thing, but it just didn't really work out the year before, and. He was unsure uh, of of the MX101 and if you know did they have the bikes and all this kind of nonsense. Man, I'll tell you the 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 storyline that Sean Moffenbeier created from round one to round ten is literally CBC Sunday Night Special. Uh, it should be on TV. Like it is, it is unbelievable the way that it worked out for that guy and where it's come from. It's it's crazy to think how he won it. Like Nuf was just saying, it's one or fourteen. <laughs> like it's just insane. How yeah. it all worked out, so, and uh, it, it couldn't have been more deserving. Like, I mean, it, how can you not be a fan of Sean Offenbar? So, Cole Thompson, defending champion, goes two one two one two at the first five rounds. Moff was better though, but because of that, a couple of those bike problems in the boot, uh, Thompson had a nice lead until he went out. But was this a case, uh, Noof? Did Moff raise his game to be better than Thompson? Was Thompson not as sharp? Uh, I think Thompson was as sharp. I mean, I'm sure that, like, any time we see Cole Thompson on the track, he's so smart that he kind of just does what he has has to win, has to do to win. But Moff was definitely better this year. I mean, Prince George round two, Moff catches him and passes him in the first moto, but then tips over. Um, Moff wasn't catching Cole Thompson at all last year. Um, you know, and Cole wanted to win, obviously, that, that early in the, the season. But um, I guess, I mean, regardless, you know, Moff was probably, I feel safe to say, definitely the fastest guy 
with Thompson on the track every weekend until Thompson got hurt. But the problem was is that Thompson could have kept rolling out those twos and threes and yeah. ones, and he would have won the championship by 150 points. Most likely he would have had it wrapped up with three to go, but that's what made this series so great, really. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, new truck, new girl for Dylan Wright. Slow start. <laughs> new team. New team, new truck, new chick. Yeah. Um, was I ever was I ever way off on that prediction? I remember I picked him for like some stupid amount of moto wins or something like that. Yeah, like eight eight moto wins, I think. Eight maybe. Eight moto wins. I mean he Jeez. he pulled it together. He got second in the series. He probably he would have got third. Like you said, Surratt DNF the last moto. Um and and Osby was probably also better, I would say, right? Yeah. Um yeah, for well sure. Os- Osby Cole um and Surratt likely if everything finished out, he would have been fourth in the so, series. Or sorry, fifth. Okay, yeah, so, okay, yeah, sorry, so, fifth. so knowing all that, Galdi, was it a disappointment for Dylan Wright? Uh, in some ways, yes, for sure. Right, He got hired, this whole new idea, new plan and everything, got hired to come out and win this championship, or at least battle for it. And they did not get that until the later stages of the series. Well, I guess for John, he got his first podium, and then it was pretty much podiumed out, uh, except for one round, I believe. Um, so he... A disappointment might be a bit harsh, um, not expected. Like we, they, I, I want to say that the Honda and GDR expected more, but again, at the end of the year, they're second in the championship. So is is that a failure? Is that a thing? Like he he didn't battle for a lot of wins until the very last round. He he didn't really sort of you know be in the hunt at all and, until way late in the series, and that slow start really killed him. But the strong ending helped him because Thompson. Hayes, yeah. bike problems, Surratt, and Osby all all had issues. He didn't really earn the second place. He didn't earn it with great rides and podiums and stuff like that, but he sort of fell into it. So I think disappointment may be a bit harsh, but definitely that second place is not – it's what they wanted or they wanted the championship kind of thing, but it, it, it ends – it ends on a good note, but I don't think the note was played well all year, kind of thing. Wow, well, Noof, it's kind of like kind of like a guy that goes two two to win a national. He doesn't earn it, you know. Yeah, I went I went three three actually that day to win that one. Oh, you did? Oh, you went three better, three? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, but um, I'm just gonna throw it out there. Anybody else on this phone won a national? No. <laughs> kind of no. like a guy goes three three, Noof. You know, doesn't really earn it. <laughs> no, you know, no. Um, no. moto uh, wins are more guys important are such anyway. Dicks. Uh, yeah, new. Yeah. You got Moto win. Um, yeah. So uh, Surratt, like Epstein, I always thought I've seen Surratt down here for a couple of years in Supercross. He just seemed like a Supercross kid. You know what I mean? Didn't seem like he had a total a package of endurance, but he had a lot of Supercross skills. So I gotta say, I was really surprised. This California kid with Epstein on the road uh, stuck it out, won a race, and got third. Probably should have got second in the points. So, Surratt was as much as a surprise in MX2 as Epstein was in MX1, huh, Noof? Yeah, I agree. I mean, um, he was uh, the thing that Surratt had going for him. He was a really good starter. So, I mean, yeah. he, first moto at Kamloops, he rocketed out of the gate, was winning, and I guess according to the Frenchie and those guys said he had some arm pump surgery like a couple of weeks before the round, first round, so he was in my eyes, he just didn't look prepared as far as conditioning and stuff goes. More mm-hmm. of a Supercross guy, and I mean the tracks get 
shitty and tough and whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean, the big surprise for me was he didn't. I mean, he you know he was six and four and five and four for overalls, and then all of a sudden he comes to Quebec with one round to go where he has a legitimate shot still or kind of a long shot at the title. Moff DNFs a moto and Surratt wins the overall, so brings him right back into yeah. the. Um, so I mean, the kid can ride. I mean, he might be one of those guys just like Epstein that finds a home up here. It's kind of mm-hmm. you know I think he had a good summer, had fun and relaxed and yeah, if did well at the races. If I'm uh, uh, if I'm Monster Kawasaki, I'm looking at Hayes and I'm like, yeah, I'll take Surratt, you know, over Jacob sure, Hayes. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Galdi, Jess Pettis got a win and uh, missed yeah. a couple rounds, but Jess Pettis got a win. He was uh, he was good. He he definitely, I mean, unfortunately, the, the crash at uh, Calgary, right? Second moto, I think it was. Uh, and then a, a, I don't even get this, a misdiagnosed collarbone. Like, how the hell do you mess that up? Yeah. But um, so he wasn't able to ride Regina. Or I think he crashed there, too, and hurt it again. But anyway, he was good. Like, he would have, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I wish he didn't get hurt because I would have, I think he would have fought right down to the title, especially with the way that Moff's ups and downs were going mm-hmm. uh, and the consistency that he seemed to be carrying up until the crash. So he he's good on and. On my radar, if I was a team manager and hungry to spend a bit of bucks and everything like that, he would be the guy that I would be going after next year oh, so. um, to try to put, put the, 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 the life into a team. So you want um, Hot Dog Vendor but, to lose another top rider? No, 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 not at all. Not at all. But he would see if, if there was people out there spending money, but none of them are. Everybody's, everybody's MX2 riders are already done as far, as far as big teams go, except for Monster Cowie, unless you guys think that the Surratt thing works out there. Um, but every other team is already legit as far as an MX2 goes is spending spending bucks. Noof. But now... Noof. I, you know, uh, uh, go noof. Um, MX101 noof. must not have committed to Jetworks because Galdi's saying, you know, someone should take Pettis. And... <laughs> but it should get Pettis over to the Jetworks program. Yeah, whatever team is doing Jetworks <laughs> should get Pettis ASAP. Pettis will be going there for sure. He likes indoor racing. But, uh, <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. Like, he, I don't know if it was a two-year deal or anything like that. Yeah, I don't guys, know. But, yeah. Right. I, I would say uh, that he would be the next, the higher gun. As, as far, again, now look at he had a uh, Sean Moffenbier as your champion. Mm-hmm. Does does Jess Pettis want to play second fiddle? Not that that really happens as much in, in the no. Canadian scene. No. But does he want to play second fiddle? Like he should, Sean should get everything now and everything that he needs and everything more than he needs and, and whatever it is. Did so uh, is there second fiddle? Is there an option out there for uh, KTM? Um, or well, I guess they got Thompson. Sorry, I guess yeah. Thompson's back again. But he wants to go four fifty. So. Uh, maybe Husky. Did um, Jess Pettis be the face of MX2 on a Husky? Are you just, like, throwing darts at a board here right now? <laughs> Pettis is staying at MX101. I, I, I know that. I'm just saying that there's options now. Like, he deserves to get about? <laughs> God. Hey. Just go hand out some more Jetworks business cards. Bro. Hey, listen. No. Uh, listen. <laughs> Digger oh, Digger had to pick between Moff and Bayer and Wright. They were both up for a ride, and Moff, uh, Moff was calling them. He went with yeah. Wright. Did he make a bad decision? Well, I mean, he's older. Moff's I mean, older, so. I mean, at the time, I'm sure he. I mean, it would have been my decision too, right over Moffenbier. Okay. But yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, no, you like, you like would have did because look at the beginning of this year, we didn't have Moff. Like we had him finishing fourth. Yeah, yeah. So no, if you were for sure, I would have picked right. Right. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Um, what about Casey Keist? Uh, first year pro for Casey, right? Um, first year pro, yeah, yeah, he was yeah. intermediate. I was, I was, I was real hard on him in the in the pre race pod, and I think that he he 
listen to it because he didn't really have a whole lot of time of day for me. Like, I was real hard on him. Like, remember how I said, like, how I was beating him at local races and stuff? And, yeah. Oh, noof. He... He did well. He did well. I think he had a slow start. He showed a lot more heart than I thought that he had. And, you know, he finished sixth in the series. Obviously, he was just consistent. You know, his first few rounds weren't great, but he got good as it went east. And that was his first time going east, go for dunes. He got sixth overall. And um, he kind of got better as the series went on and on tracks that I didn't think that he was going to do as uh as well at but he there's a there's a prime example of a kid that went out did all the races finished almost all the motos i think he had one dnf he had a bike problem or something mm-hmm. happened finishes six overall um does he get a ride for next year probably not and i'm pretty confident with saying his family is like spent every cent they have on you know funding this dream of his and i don't know what's going to happen i mean i don't think six and the results it wasn't like he led motos or anything um yeah he's quiet um all right so quiet. uh six but six good job for him um tanner ward can i even talk to you galdi about tanner ward or are you going to be brutal are you going to be unbelievable He's the what new Richard. He's Gray Ontario, boys. Ontario. I know he's Ontario. So he's the next uh, Pierce Chamberlain. <laughs> he's the next Richard Gray. Everything else. Why do you constantly bring up the Ontarians that were that shit the bed? Because all you of like, you Ontario, good Ontario guys, all of you like, jerk off Ontario people. Every kid that comes up is the next great kid, and then meanwhile the West Coast just keep producing champions year after year. No, after year. in Ontario we're the only one that give a shit about our local scene and actually give them some media and some photos, so it makes it look like these kids are better than they really are. If the rest of the promises got off the rest, they'd probably be a fast kid in BC and a fast kid in Alberta, but they don't. What about Manitoba? Uh, Ryder McNabb. Really? Is he good? Is he gonna be? Is he good? He's I don't, really good. Is he, he got a fifth in a moto at Loretta's, uh, oh. nine to thirteen. And uh, here I'll, I'm gonna drop a bomb on this show, even though it's already gonna happen this bomb. weekend. Ryder Mc, yeah, I know you would know you meathead. You're a sponsor of his. You should know this. Ryder McNabb is the new fill-in for the Tanner Ward Orange Brigade thing here in KTM and for Canada. This is his first race. Is at this race this weekend? Maybe I should, you know, take this McNabb Manitoba kid under my wing and teach him, you know. Teach him how to do it. Yeah, you know, he's he probably championships. He's, yeah, he's yeah. probably crossed uh, through the tracks and seen your your uh, your pitcher up there with the four Manitoba titles. Yeah, and going, man, you know what? That's that's what I'm aspiring to be one day. So yeah. okay, so Tanner Ward got second in a mud race, but how good is he? He's he's good for sure. That day, everything the, the cards worked out right. Like I mean, it was uh, the same kind of day a few years back when it was that Jeremy Provenos kid and Liam O'Fair. You got good starts. It's a bit of a one-line track, but he was more than fast enough to hold that line and everything. He is definitely good, but if you look at the other races, he was a, you know, he got a sixth and an eighth and stuff like that. Um, moving forward, for sure, he could probably be, be a, a title threat kid down the road. Um, he is good. He's a, he's a good racer. He works hard. He, he, he enjoys the whole new scene of going to the gym and all that other stuff that sucks back in the day in, like, the 90s. And Jetworks. And, uh, he's he, jet he loves Jetworks. Oh, he's a huge Jetworks. He grew up in Frankfurt, Canada, man. He's part of the Jetworks crew. So you're, they're they're done. He's done. He's going Jetworks. But uh, no, he's him. Him and uh, the Canella Watling, those three kids there, are uh, definitely uh, on the rise uh, for sure. But uh, you know, we we've said this before about other kids and stuff like that. And uh, to be honest, though, I would give this year. I saw good things out of those kids, but just like what New said, 
Casey Keist earns a shit ton of respect. Obviously, his parents helped him and everything like that, but he didn't give up. He traveled across the country, and heading in, the kid, you know, uh, for people that know him or, 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 or hear about him, you know, he might not have had the best attitude or he didn't really take the sport serious. Man, he rode every one of those races. He fought hard. Like, props to that kind of thing. And I, I hope to see those kids do the same thing. And, you know, the ego doesn't get in their way. Obviously, getting a podium as an intermediate, you know, kind of put a little bit of an ego on your on your step for sure, make you feel good. Um, Canella got fifth at the last race. So, you know, I already know that they're like, well, we, we want a deal. We want a deal, you know, where Keith went out and just did it. So it'll um, be interesting to see this new crop of uh, future stars. But all four of those guys are definitely – flag carriers for the next level of our well, sport for at least four or five years. Oh, I didn't know Canelo raced the last round, or I forgot. Um, yeah, he rode under OTSF. So he's yeah. gonna he got a fifth. Is, is this kid going to head south? Uh, he would like to, I think, but I don't believe that there's a, a deal, really, that he was, was able to get. I think it kind of hindered on. He got a third in 450B at Loretta's and a tenth in 250B. Okay. Um, it, it, the 450 class wasn't as stacked as the 250B. Like that March Banks kid was the one in the 250B, and he didn't sniff that. But the, four, the, the 450 was a great ride, but I don't believe that it, it scored anything uh, noteworthy enough where they could go do Supercross or, right, right. you know, without having to put a bunch of their own money in it. So I believe that their plan is is to come to Canada. I, I, I know there's a real good link between the OTSF and, and them and all that kind of stuff, but OTSF doesn't have an MX2 bike. So... Are they huh. going to make room for that or kind of thing? So there's definitely some some Jet, talks going on about Jetworks. That. Jetworks has some sort of young star program. Maybe Jetworks will do young, something. Yeah, some young uh, rising star program for. Yeah, them. put them in yeah, there. They just give. Yeah, they just give money to all the kids to come in and hang out and race. That's what we do. <laughs> pay them. Show up and we pay you. Because Jetwork, does Jetworks have any spots open for like lead podcaster of the series where I can get some paid? Yeah. <laughs> if you if you literally wanted to come and you could do all those races, I'm pretty sure you could make yourself a buck. Okay. Just, you, you do a pretty good job with this. I don't need to toot your horn. Everybody but, can yeah. get on the uh, Jetworks teat, Noof. Hey, if you yeah. do come to one of them, though, for sure you should plan that. Come up in the booth and do the live call. Yeah, I hope you can come to one of them. I mean, you have 17 rounds to pick from. Is uh Oh, boy, here we go. We've got 17 rounds, Noof. You know. <laughs> is, is Coster and Travers getting picked up by Jetworks? Uh, as far as I know, there will be some negotiations and talks. Coster, not as much. Travers, definitely. He's a very... A uh, big intricate part of, of over the whole scene of things, but loyalty. I mean, uh, could you win them over? Is it I don't know. Over? I don't think so. Those guys, so. they love some Stally. They love one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Right, Noof? I mean, if if those guys, that's that's blood right there. I don't know. If if I'm Justin and Jetworks, if I could have Mark Travers a part of the series, it would be a huge, huge uh, addition for sure. Whether it can happen, I don't know. Oh, shit. Jetworks. <laughs> <laughs> the Jetworks whole shot. <laughs> oh. um, okay. Um, so, Cole Thompson, does he come back or he goes to MX1? What do we think? Do we know? MX1. With, with Benoit? Go he's MX1. going for the 100 grand triple crown Jetworks uh, rock stars. I, wonder, I guarantee I, it. I guarantee you he probably knows the gate number, the number of seconds when the gate drops. Each at each race. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you wouldn't believe how much of the shaft he gets at some of those rounds with that. That's, the whole family thing doesn't actually help him as much. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm joking, by the way. If anybody's wondering, I'm joking. Yeah. No, I'm not. You're super serious. You're Justin, sure. Justin is not going to tell his brother Cole when the game is going to drop. <laughs> um, okay, uh, let's do this. Let's wrap this thing up. Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Alpine Star Protects. That BNS Tech Carbon Neck Guard that Alpine Star Protects has, Noof. 
Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> oh, wow. Atlas braces, Ryan Lockhart. Everybody, everybody takes this stuff so seriously. Um, oh, I know. God, that's beautiful. I need a wild prediction for 2018. Whew. I need a crazy prediction for 2018. Get, I know, I get, again, if I was a real professional, I would have texted you guys and said, hey, think about this, and then I'm going to ask you this on the podcast, but I didn't. Um, so I was, at, I was at the grocery store. I was too busy. All right, so a wild prediction. Who's, who's, fir- who's first? I'll go um, first. Okay, Noof, go ahead. I'll go, I'll go first. Mine's, mine's, mine's wild. Stally calls Galdi finally and wins Galdi back over to CMRC oh. and Galdi's full-blown <laughs> back on the program. I like it. I like it's, it. No yeah, more. It could happen. No more jet works. I can't even follow that up. I can't even follow that up. It's beautiful. <laughs> no more jet oh. works. All of a sudden, jet works like, is garbage. Right? Galdi, Galdi, Justin didn't print your business cards yet, did he? You might want to tell him to hold off until you get the call. All right. All right. That's, that's, I like it. I like it. Um, oh. I will go with this. This isn't that crazy. Uh, first of all, is Jason Hughes having a team? Uh, I talked to him like oh, five days ago, 100% yes. Jetworks, of course. Uh, he, he, he really likes our program. <laughs> My prediction is, <laughs> is uh, the five – and the uh, – uh, what, what number is Hayes? 100. The 5 and the 100 are gone, and it is now Surratt and Epstein on the Monster Kawasaki Parts Canada team. That's my prediction. No Canadians again? Nope. Nut up, bro. Oh. Yeah. ACCs. I heard, though, the whole nut up thing is all cool, but I was once told that you, that nut up can't even sell into Canada. So how how is that going to work? Sort of government thing or something? Yeah, some kind of regulation or something. That, that's what I've been told, but I, I don't know. What All right, uh, Galdi, crazy prediction. Wild prediction. Huh, my crazy prediction. Um, that we will see. <laughs> There's no way. Who's we? Who's we? we? We, us, we, you, everybody. Everybody will see marilyn bastido and stolly shake hands at some point in 2018 oh jeez. <laughs> okay uh, another uh, another prediction i have is noof will be the 2018 cmrc national champion <laughs> that's number one plate i'm back you get your name in the back of that book remember the old rules book you used to get they had the, the champion's name from the amateur <laughs> back the get your name yeah. in there buddy Good to go. Um, yeah. All right, boys. Well, I guess we'll be doing this a lot sooner next year, right? Because the jet works supposed to kick off uh, in February. Is that right? We got to do. We'll have to do like three of them, right? A pre Supercross or pre Arena Cross, follow it. Pre MX and then follow it and but, then pre Supercross. By the way, by the way, I'm talking to Digger at Bud's Creek. Good job for Dylan Wright and Digger and Colton for coming. Yeah, by the way, good. I'm talking to Digger and I'm like, so, you know, you. you you don't need to bring your semi to the to the arena crosses, you know, to save money. And he looked at me like I had two heads. I'm like, come on, really? Digger, just drive a van and a trailer out. I mean, these guys, you know. What, so they got a plan. He's, he's, saying, he's like budget. saying he needs the semi there. Yeah, yeah. It's just they need to bring their whole thing, you know. So I'm like, why? I'm like, Fat Beats won 18 titles in the barn out of a pickup. Yeah, you know. So yeah. That's the problem, man. You don't need a semi to do this arena cross stuff. What's but. he laugh? What are you laughing at? 
I, I just know. I love Matt Bees. I love when we talk about him. Galdi spent too much time in the field already here. Yeah, I think so. I, I, have, been, I have been here a long time already, and we still got three days to go. You, you just broke up. We didn't hear a thing you said. All right, everybody. Oh. Ryan uh, Newf Lockhart from Atlas Brace, Ryan Gold from GuaranteedMX.com, and Jetworks Promotions on the uh, <laughs> on the podcast. Um, Thanks. Oh my God! Thanks, boys. And uh, I just want to say that uh, you know my Benoit prediction w- was the best prediction out of everything. If uh, the first moto had ended after 15 minutes, he looked so good. He looked so good. Well, you'll that, only that be able you, to predict. If that helps you sleep at night, yeah. What's that? You'll only be able to pick Benoit once next year because he wants nothing to do with indoor stuff next year. That's the rumor has it. So oh. he'll only be for Jetworks Motocross. Oh, Benoit only going for Jetworks Motocross. Yeah. Wow. Who knew? Um, all right, we, all right, boys. That's just a rumor. Don't don't take it to the. That's a rumor. Yeah. I don't know. That's just what I heard. Yeah. J- JSR can ride indoors. He could. He'd probably still be pretty good. I bet. Um, all right, boys. Thank you. See, yeah. see you, man. Thanks. Cheers, boys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. Absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I had pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. No problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. 
stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years.